What is up, everybody? I gotta unmute my mic if I'm gonna start talking. <laughs> so, uh, welcome to another new and live episode of the Silver Tryhards. I am your host, Sean Love, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Brian Trombatori. Welcome, <laughs> and yeah. So, um. Let's see. Here we are. And I just realized it sounds like we are uh, getting a, a little feedback here for a second. So I got to check on something. Just want to make sure everything is. Uh... Oh, no. Mr. Yeah, I know. Right? I know. Just want to make sure that I'm not. Um, uh... You sound fine to me. OK, yeah. I just want to make sure my audio wasn't doubling up. And. Um... There we go. Can you hear me? If you mute that, I can't hear you. Okay. That's what I figured. Just want to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's continue. So anyway, here we are. We are um, bringing you the video game news. And uh, I guess we'll, we'll get right into it um, like we do uh, each and every week here with our uh, Gamer Beat. So... Uh, Ryan, you're not going to sing us into the gamer beat? <laughs> no, not tonight. Not tonight. You're not <laughs> feeling it. All right. Well, um, kind of an interesting story that um, that developed was uh, so Metroid Metroid Prime 4, which I believe was first unveiled at E3, I want to say 20, was it 2017? They showed us a picture. <laughs> right they showed us a um uh a logo and all it was was a a still frame it said metroid prime 4 it said hey everybody we're working on it and uh, the hype train right <laughs> everybody was like yes it's happening and then we got news this week that hey everybody we're starting over <laughs> it was like any work that had been done for let's just assume it was the last year and a half let's assume from that summer going forward so we'll say a year and a half at, at at conservative right a conservative estimate right just starting over right yep. i'm How totally okay with it but and and explain why explain why you're okay with it because this this could be good news so well well up until this point we didn't know who was working on it it was just like it they just said it was a talented new team and they still didn't tell us what developer they had working on it this whole time uh but now they've switched gears to retro studios who was making they made the other three games so basically they just got the guys who made the other metroid primes and they're like hey make another metroid prime which was really what i'd prefer anyway um now I can, you know, I feel better knowing that it's made by some, you know, the company that made the other games. And at this point, it's been so long since we've had any kind of decent Metroid game that I'm not exactly upset to wait a little longer. <laughs> I'm just used to the draught of Metroid. So if it continues on another year and a half, I'm not really going to notice. So you're saying that you oh, are you not counting samus returns or you're saying it's even been so long since samus returns uh, i'm not counting samus returns as much if only because it was a 
bit of a departure from regular Metroid uh, or like that Metroidvania style. Um, and if we're speaking strictly in terms of Metroid Prime gameplay, you know, it's been even longer because I'm definitely not counting Federation Force because that was a shit stack. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how you really how you really feel about the Metroid franchise, Ryan. Good God, I tried Federation Force. At first I was like, oh, I don't know why everyone's so mad at this. It's not bad, it's Metroid still. And then, like, I got to, like, the first boss, and it was, like, it was, it was impossible without playing with other people. And I was like, yep, fuck this. This is yeah, terrible. I didn't even play it, so I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. I, yeah. I heard, like, because by the time it got to me, I was like, oh, everyone hates this game, so there's no point in me even trying it. Yeah, it's possible to play some multiplayer-centric games like that. Like, uh, like Triforce Heroes, uh, Zelda's Triforce Heroes, was supposed to be like a three-player Zelda game on 3DS. I played that the whole way through with just myself. And I didn't feel like, man, this would be so much better with people. It just felt like a Zelda game with, you know, some a new mechanic, basically, where you control three different people. Or three different links. So, oh, are you talking about the four swords? No, no, four swords is a whole different thing. That's an older thing. This is a newer thing called Zelda Legend of Zelda Triforce Heroes. Oh, okay. Because even the maybe, four swords you could play. Maybe it sort of passed you by. Yeah, you could play some four swords by yourself, and I did the same with that uh, because I wasn't going to go fucking get four Game Boy Advances and a link cable and all that shit. <laughs> I think when it was originally around, I played with like two players. Because uh, we did have enough for that, but that was about it. Yeah, I played. Um, I did the same. I played as I think at the most two players on yeah, same, same um, thing with swords. like same thing with like Crystal Chronicles and shit, all that. Like <laughs> nobody ever played with a full four stack. Like it just wasn't a thing. <laughs> yeah, because Nintendo has always been terrible at like online online play and peripherals. Because like. Nowadays, they could make something like that and just let you play online, but like it'd be some fucking stupid ass esoteric way where they'd be like, "Oh, you need to have your friend code," and then, but it, not if they're regular friends. It's a special friend code just for the game. Like it'd be some stupid bullshit like that because Nintendo's never just like play with friends. <laughs> yeah, I, you have. To, I mean, they are getting better about it though with the Switch. So, um, mm-hmm. not uh, voice chat not withstanding but they are getting better about it and um but i will say it was interesting to see that that video they put out where it was literally head of game development coming out basically being like you know i have shamed this company you know you're not going to be happy about it and you're thinking like oh my god has this game been canceled and it's literally like no we just moved to another studio where that same thing would have been put out in an email like it would have been dismissed if it had been any other st- in the same month that that ea was like hey we've canceled star wars like yeah good luck by the way, we Ubis- have another- Ubisoft would just be like, wait another year. Like, it yeah, would be a, it'd be like a little sub note article on like Kotaku or something. It wouldn't even have its own full written article. <laughs> hey, yeah, no Assassin's Creed this year. You'll have to wait next year. By the way, Skull and Bones is coming out, and you're like, wait, what? Yeah, don't don't worry about it. <laughs> and so, but no, this guy literally comes out and he's like, I'm the head of development. Here's the status, and I really I appreciate them doing that. And uh, but you know what else we got. Uh, what is it? animal crossing is coming out this year um yeah. yoshi's coming out this year there's there's still a handful of nintendo exclusives coming out this year luigi's and mansion 
oh, that's the big one. That's that's probably the one that will be yeah. um, this. I won't call it the system seller, but that'll be probably the marquee title out of out of all of them. You right, because the second one did very well, and I feel like that pushed a lot of uh, a lot of 3ds units at the time. So for sure, and I am I'm looking forward to to playing that one, and you know, so it's. Am I bummed? Sure, and but I guarantee you that in its place, I I say guarantee like you know, <laughs> take this to the bank. But no, I am. I will say that um, we will probably get. Uh, a remaster or a tr- prime trilogy by the end of 2019 in its place. There's there's, I mean, if they're porting every Wii U game and um, I don't see a reason why we will not get um, uh, a prime trilogy before 2019 is up so. or a surprise yeah. E3 drop. Like, Hey, it's come. And if not an announce, if not the game, we'll get an announcement. And, um, uh, but anyway, so that's, the the sad news on to even, even I, well, this uh, no, no, go, ahead, me, go ahead let me make another note here you say you think they'll come out with a collection i think uh, metroid prime one two and three okay not maybe not a collection but prime one two and three will mm-hmm. be released on the switch by the end of 2019 that is my prediction um if it's broken up like all a cart very similar to how um what's it called uh they're doing the final fantasies right like how how what is it 10 10 2 and 13 and 7 like if they're doing the how how they're releasing the final fantasy games fine but i have a feeling that the prime trilogy will will at least be on the switch in some form by the end of this year i feel like nintendo treats metroid like shit and they're not going to do anything (laughs) <laughs> here here i am trying to be optimistic and bring hope to the people and ryan's like no you're gonna get the plague and die in a fire <laughs> nintendo treats metroid like konami treats everything they own <laughs> oh that's a nice metal gear you got there i'm gonna i'm gonna make it so your game doesn't have an ending and it's gonna become a pachinko machine in a casino <laughs> yeah basically so well anyway that is metroid prime now if you are a kingdom hearts fan and you've been waiting for a mainline entry since what is it 2006 like this guy over here i'm pointing the wrong direction this guy over here where is it (laughs) um i hope you did not order a special edition ps4 pro limited kingdom hearts edition from gamestop which is the only place you could order it from. Now, my favorite thing about this is sometimes, uh, you know, I, I browse Twitter just like everybody. And sometimes I'll miss these like tweets. I don't usually see the story afterwards, but I actually saw this tweet in real time <laughs> where GameStop mentioned that they oversold their stock of Kingdom Hearts uh, limited edition PS4 Pros. Anybody who, um, basically, if if you're getting your order canceled, um, I lost my train of thought there. So I'm sorry. If you basically got your order canceled, you get a twenty five dollar gift card. Now right. here here is where I think this is kind of a slap in the face. 
So I had an order for um, a Nintendo Switch at Christmas that um, basically it wasn't for me, but it was an order for, for Nintendo so you Switch. You have Christmas. a Switch. Yeah. <laughs> so, and what happened was, was it was the Mario, it was supposed to be the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe bundle. Now, keep in mind, GameStop was under no obligation, but they said that they ran out, so we have to give you a regular one. But they gave me a $50 gift, or sorry, I could order any game for $60 or less, right? I guess the idea behind that was, hey, you're supposed to get a game with your Switch, therefore, here's a voucher for a game. They were under no obligation to do that, right? But Sure. I got more value for something that's almost half the price of the PS4 Pro. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess what they're, in my mind, I can understand the logic here because if they gave these people 50 bucks, they could basically get Kingdom Hearts for free. But I kind of look at the value of like, if I spent $500 on a PS4 Pro, right? That is that how much it still is? Or is it $399 now? Uh, or is I, it, think it's, I think it's $399. $399? Okay, I thought it, for some reason it was still $499. Um, yeah, you're right because it's a hundred dollars less than the. Anyway, if it was four ninety nine, anyway, but it, but if it's three ninety nine, plus the cost of the game, plus the well, you know what? I thought the special edition ones were were a hundred dollars more. I could be wrong, but um, anywho, regardless, I just I see the the kind of twenty five dollars as like sucks to be you. Here's twenty five bucks, and you know for for someone who's spending that much money, it's kind of like what's another 25 bucks you know yeah well i mean it's gamestop first of all they're not (laughs) they're not making a lot of money nowadays and they also suck so you're basically like you know if you really want a ps4 pro you can still go get one and kingdom hearts it's not like there's going to be any shortage of it in the stores you just don't get one with kingdom hearts iconography on it which sure that sucks that'd be cool if that's like your first PS4 or you're upgrading. Uh, but I mean, you're one of the hundred million people who don't own one already. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just like deal with it at this point. If you're a kingdom hearts fan, you're used to disappointment and waiting. So just, you know, you'll be fine. <laughs> Some, uh, uh, Mr. Alex in the Twitch chat just said that the PS4 pro is three ninety nine. All right. Thank, thank you for confirming that. <laughs> Google is our friend. We just, I, my keyboard's too loud. Listen to this. I can't Google yeah. stuff in the middle of the show. Yeah. I was going to say for our audio <laughs> listeners, I do apologize that we have part of the problem of being a gamer is we have mechanical keyboards so yeah. we can, you know, take people out when we're playing our, our multiplayer games, but it, it's not the most quiet keyboard when you're trying to have a show. Like we spent yeah. all this money on equipment where it's like, Oh, we have to have the good silence and make the podcast sound nice. And it's like, meanwhile, clickety clack, clickety clack. Yeah, so. Every time I'm like, same thing with my mouse. I'm like, I want to click on something and the microphone's so nice. It just picks every little thing up. You're like, click. And it's like, click. And I'm like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And I don't think, uh, any kind of filtration or, or, you know, noise reducing filters you, you use in like Adobe audition can remove the, clickety clack of a mechanical keyboard especially when you're talking while doing it so it's yeah yeah. i I have a noise gate it's just too loud yeah anyway (laughs) back to what we were saying uh kingdom hearts so yeah you were uh it's funny whenever i've made an order through gamestop and my wife she does work in retail she works in a, a corporate office for a 
one of the top five um, uh, big retailers. And when she looks at GameStop's website, she's like, this is so antiquated that it looks like it's from the 90s. I think they made it in the 90s and it's still just the same website. <laughs> what like happened we was... You need to get them to get, go on the Wayback Machine and look up the GameStop 90s website. Probably, probably fucking identical. <laughs> the guy who designed it probably quit and they're like, yeah, we haven't had... We haven't been able to update it since because <laughs> no one knows how to fix it. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm I mean, sorry. We're not trying to shit all over GameStop, but I, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, this episode is not brought to you by GameStop. <laughs> no. So anyway, oh, apparently I, Resident Evil. Look at all of that, the backgrounds. All Resident Evil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because clearly we've been having fun with this game. But no, I feel bad for anybody who who has had their order canceled or, you know, something you've been looking forward to for 13 years. Like, I'm not counting right now. I'm not counting the mobile game. I'm not counting the the handheld entries. I'm, I'm you know, if you've only played the mainline entries, you know, even 13 years, that's longer than some people have been alive. I've and, been playing all of them. Yeah. So, and I just started the series, so I don't have the attachment to this franchise um, like some people have. But, um, but yeah, so I, I, I could feel that bitterness that some of you might have. So, anybody in, next Sunday, that's all I'm going to have talk, to talk about. So, expect that on my games to have played for the week. It's just going to be Kingdom Hearts 3 for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Ryan has beaten that game already. It'd be like 40 hour game and Ryan beat it in a weekend. You're like, wait, I'm gonna, well, what? I'm going to be, I'm going to be out of town on the weekend, uh, up to like Sunday afternoon. So, He's going to have some weird PlayStation rig in his car. (laughs) (laughs) You drive to California. I got to play this game. (laughs) You drive. I need to play more Kingdom Hearts. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, that's, that's, you know, we just wanted to kind of put GameStop on notice for that because um, it sucks. And so, uh, but anyway, so anybody out there still playing Fallout 76? Because... They're getting. I'm not. <laughs> I, I know I'm not. <laughs> I own it, but I know I haven't touched it in like a month and a half. <laughs> Dude, I that was a day one. Okay, so that was a day one impulse buy for me. It was one of those. You know what? I'm not gonna buy that game. And then I just happened to be at Best Buy, and I'm like, I'm gonna buy oh. that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. I bought it like a couple weeks later on Black Friday. Once it went down to like thirty dollars or something. Let, let me put it, and we're going to talk about Anthem later, but Fallout 76, like a month after release, was as janky as Anthem was in its beta right now, its current beta, a month before release. So that just kind of tells you, I'm sure anybody who's, you know, it's infamous for how cr- crappy it is right now, Fallout 76. So anyway, it's getting a survival mode. So, um, it's they're, getting, they're calling it survival mode. So, it, it's basically the same game except the pvp aspect of it has changed where whereas currently you have to shoot a guy and then that guy has to shoot you back for you to be able to do full damage to each other otherwise you're doing lesser amounts of damage now you have to everybody's free game all the time so yeah so uh, but basically the the fun part if you will about the pvp currently in fallout is like if if i'm like a level 10 and Ryan's level 50 and he comes up and he shoots me. I can ignore him and he can keep shooting me doing just minimal amounts of damage until he kills me. And if he does that, he's then flagged on the map 
and people can go kill him for a reward. They can hunt him down. Like he becomes a bounty on the map, basically a free mission for people to kill. But now everybody, there's no safety net. Everybody's, but the problem is, and people, apparently it's like the number one post on Reddit right now on the Fallout 76 Reddit. You can take your character from adventure mode and bring them into the beta of survival mode. But the problem is because their code is so broken, you can like duplicate items. You can boost your character level. Like it's so people like, don't do that. Make everybody start at one since you've now fixed some of those problems, but people are so far ahead of other players. It's going to make it an uneven playing ground, uh, playground, whatever, even though they say they might normalize some of that. I'm a level 10, you're a level 200. And like, even though our weapons might do close to the same damage, like it, it it just sounds like this is going to be free to play by the end of the year. So I hope not because I paid for it, but uh, you'll get 50 (laughs) caps or whatever the, the atoms, whatever that currency is. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, I like the idea of it. The take away the, the ability to not be killed instantly uh, or, or to be able to run away, I should say. Um, and they're incentivizing it by making enemies, like normal enemies and stuff, drop more caps and things when you're in that mode. So, you know, it's risk-reward, so it's worth it to go in there. Like other, you know, Otherwise, it's just like, why would I risk myself against any asshole who might be walking by? Because I've had that situation more, like... <laughs> I only really had it one time, but I was walking around and some dude saw me and I like did a wave and he just started shooting at me and I was like, nope. And I just ignored him. And then he came up with his melee weapon and was just following me around, smacking me with it. And so it was pretty funny because I had my, my camp down, right? Hit my microphone stand. Uh, and I had like a ladder, like a, a staircase going up to a platform. So I went up there and he followed me. And I jumped off and my turrets were shooting him. So he started hitting my turrets and I'm like, I don't want him to blow up my turrets. So I pressed the move camp button and I paid the money to move it like 10 feet away. And he just fell out of the sky because <laughs> it wasn't there anymore. <laughs> but then like it didn't hurt him much because it wasn't like a huge drop. So then he started chasing me again. And so I fast traveled away. And then I was playing around, like, I didn't fast travel that far. And then I was playing, got to another area. And the same motherfucker comes over a hill with a friend now. And they both start shooting me and hitting me. And I just left the server and went to another one. <laughs> but it's, it's not, like, a huge deal right now, PvP. And I think that's why they're making this, because people were complaining about it not being enough of a focus, considering there's so much survival aspect to the rest of the game with the food and the water and everything. Um, and the crafting and all that. So I I like the idea, and and they also said that it's not it's not going to be the same when you die. You're going to drop more stuff instead of just dropping your junk. You might also it says you the aid and other consumables or something like that or other items. So they haven't really nailed down exactly what it is you're you're also going to drop on top of your junk. But uh, you know it makes death more of a punishment when yeah. you die to other players. And they also said you can't go back to your body. Like you can't go back to your body. You have to spawn either at vault 76 or your, uh, camp. your camp. Now, the only thing that I wish that like, cause I I'll admit I enjoyed the exploration at like you and I had the most fun we had in that game was exploring the janky ass world. Like n- none of the missions were 
really that fun. What was most fun was you and I just kind of wandering around the world, killing things, finding the hardest part of that game. The reason the missions weren't the best was because, okay, you stand still, you listen to the audio log and I would kind of, and then now it's my turn to listen to the audio log. Yeah. Well, like we're trying to talk to each other. Like, I don't want to stop the us, you know, joking around and running around the wasteland to be like, hold up, hold up. Let me read this 10 page note. Yeah, like when we like, were, <laughs> when we were doing that mission that took us all over the map, like I think it was, you know, um it was basically like um of mice and men, like Lenny killed me for the rabbits, right? And yeah. so like I didn't even end up reading what the mission was cuz I think I can't remember one of us had to go somewhere. It could have been me or it could have been you. I, I honestly can't remember that day. I think but it was like, like hella late at night and you were like, I got to go to bed. Let's just finish this quest. Oh, yeah. So I was just <laughs> I was just picking up the notes. I was just moving from waypoint to waypoint, pick up the notes, move, pick up the notes, move. But what what's the most fun about that game is just being in the world, like finding things like, oh, I, f- I found power armor or, oh, I ran into some other players. But the thing that I wish was a little bit more, if, if this is going to be a survival mode, the thing that I wish they would incentivize is taking over those areas right where you take them over and it's like build a turret now build a fence right you, you, um, yeah because i took one of those over but i didn't really get to do anything with it it became a like i could make some food but that was about it and i was like yeah they, they generate some stuff like you can make ones that generate specific materials so they can be useful but i didn't ever fuck around with them i just saw them and i was like man and i just left <laughs> but yeah if i can make that a base of operations like if i can build that and then make that my camp and then fortify that area so i'm basically saying yes come attack me like i right. i am the one who knocks right like come <laughs> come get me that would be amazing look at, look at me i'm the captain now <laughs> <laughs> exactly and uh so that would be cool and uh but anyway so that's that is fallout 76 if it's your jam um check it out if you uh we got some people in the chat again saying they've never played fallout games i would say you can get three new vegas and four for like under 10 bucks like they go on sale all the time i'm not saying all together for under 10 bucks i'm like some i mean i think new vegas was like 299 uh, a month or two ago um, yeah i would say play one of those as your first um I, w- I would say three is the best blend of old one two fallout and new style first person fallout once you get to new vegas the same mechanics are there but there's less of the talking and stuff and then once you hit four they just did away entirely with like the point-based skill system where you could like raise your you know haggling and stuff and it became all perks so Fallout, uh, they're slowly moving farther and farther away from what it originally was. Or uh, I will say this, a lot of people consider New Vegas to be the best Fallout and Obsidian. Oh, so you have Bethesda, right? And then you have Obsidian. Obsidian was the company that made 76. They have a game coming out this year called The The Outer Worlds. You could just wait for the outer worlds and make that your new fall, your first fallout. <laughs> so yeah, it's basically. technically not a fallout game, but a lot of people are saying it looks like a fallout game. So. New Vegas was one of my favorites because it had less samey environments. Uh, There's a lot of like underground subways crap in the third game where like it was exactly the same looking as the last one. And then the main storyline was a lot more interesting for New Vegas. But other than that, they're pretty on par with each other in, in my opinion. But that's 
DLC is super great in in New Vegas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But so it's um so yeah. If you if you've never played um you have you have options you have options for sure. Um, yeah. And just make sure to blow up Megaton. That's kind of Don't a spoiler. Yeah, because I chose this is like in the first couple hours of of um three. I chose not to, and then I accidentally bumped into their cow, and then the whole t- whole town turned on me. So don't blow sense. it up. Sean just loves to kill everyone in every game. He's a murderer. I'm usually. I well, the funny thing is, I'm I'm usually very nice in games because I'm like, oh, that would be mean, and then uh, no, I accidentally not. make I make a wrong decision somewhere along the line on accident based on the the clues that they the way they contextualize their dialogue, and I'm like, I didn't. I know that's, that's not what I meant to do, and then then I get mad and just turn on everybody. Sean murders for fun. <laughs> <laughs> what he's referring to is is we used to play D and D together, and um, uh, there was this one time where I was just being trolly because he wouldn't let us be evil characters, so I got extremely trolly. Like I would I would go out of my way to make it hell for the other participants in our group. So that that's what I do. So anyway, that is all the news that we have for this week, but we still got the games we've been playing. So we're moving into the games of the week and our back catalog. Now, um, we both got, we both actually have the same games this week. So, uh, where do we want to start, Ryan? Do we want to start with Anthem or do we want to start with resident evil? Uh, let's start with Anthem. I played less of that. All right. Sounds good. So, we both got uh, a chance to do, uh, to do to try out the Anthem VIP demo. Now, I was going to try and give away some of these codes that I had um, on a stream on Friday, but the sad part is I couldn't even get into the damn demo. Uh, so day one was supposed to launch at 11. I don't even think I got in until Ryan and I played at like 9 o'clock at night or whatever time that was. So it took me like eight hours to get in. Um, when yeah. I would Earlier in the day when I would get in, I had what was called the infinite loading screen. You know, I'd walk oh. around Fort Tarsus, hop into my javelin, go on an expedition, and the loading bar would fill up and then stop at 95%. And then you'd have yeah. to alt F4 out of the game, try and load back in. And earlier in the day, it just wasn't working. Um, but BioWare has been very transparent about all this. They even said we didn't expect the usual multiplayer game BS, right? Like, sorry, the game sucks. <laughs> it's not even that. It's like they said when they scaled their testing, they had three separate issues. One of them was they didn't know about the loading thing. They didn't know how many people would be authenticating at the same time, so that crashed Origin. Like, like I mean, I was getting I was getting errors I never even heard of. Like, I would log into Origin Access and it'd be like, "Oh, your Origin Access Premier expired." I'm like, "That's funny because I bought a year." <laughs> So, like, <laughs> so I just let it sit there and I didn't even play till that night. But anyway, yeah. I want to hear your impressions before I talk about mine. So go ahead. Okay. Uh, I thought it was really cool when we actually were able to play. Because um, it had, you know, the, the, I don't know about the city yet. But oh, maybe, maybe that's just, yeah, maybe that's just because you literally can't do anything there in the demo. Every time you try and do absolutely anything, look at a note on the wall, talk to a person who's not one of three people, it's like, this isn't in the demo. Don't do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, like, the whole city, like, it feels like nice and alive. People are walking around doing things, but it's just like, no, no, 
no, every time you try to do anything, the game just tells you no. <laughs> um, and it just feels weird going between like that first person really slow jog throughout the city to like flying around super fast in third person and shooting shit. Uh, at, at first, the the flying took a little bit of getting used to, like how it worked, because I was like, I'm flying forward. How do I stop flying forward? <laughs> right on the side of a mountain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then like you press the other button, you're like, well, now I'm hovering. How do I stop hovering? Nope, now I'm flying forward again. Smashed. <laughs> so it, it takes a little bit to get used to those controls. But once you've, once you've got that down, the flying actually feels really good, and it's cool. Um, and I had a ton of fun. Like, the gunplay was really fun. Um, I'm a little worried about what leveling up actually does. I'm hoping it does something more than what we've seen. Because right now, when you level up, there's 0% fanfare. I didn't even know I was level 11 until I was like, oh, I'm level 12. Uh, yeah like, yeah until you're actually in the menu looking at the things that you have um uh yeah it's it's really hard to discern and same thing i'm sure we only saw a small variety of of weapons as well because a lot of the weapons repeated and a lot of them were the same name and then yeah. even the ones we could craft like i thought the so for example, like I played the storm and well, we all, we, we both started with the same one, which was the, the main one you see what's, uh, I forget the name of it. Um, it'll come back to me in a minute, but the one that I unlocked, cause we each got to unlock one, uh, you unlock the interceptor. I unlocked the storm, but like your abilities. So like, I really like, I forget what it's called. It's like the fireball or whatever it could, I could target a group of enemies, which the targeting in this game is, is really good. And yeah. so I still had a level 10 version of that, even though I was level like 14. So if I go to craft a better version of that, I could craft up to a certain point, even past it, like level 17 or something like that, which is like a rare version of that ability. Mm-hmm. And if I'm looking at that, so you need so many parts, so many things. And as you break down storm abilities, you get storm parts, which could then be turned into those same abilities. It's almost like the system feeds on itself. Right. But, um, but the interesting thing um, is like, okay, so is that all, like you said, it, is there more to that? So does that system get a little more interesting beyond just that loop? Like right. I find an ability I like, I level up, I level up that ability. So Knowing, knowing Bioware, I, I think, and I hope that there's more, it feels like we had a very small slice of what's available. Like we were able to do very a very limited number of things you were able to talk to a very limited number of people uh i think it only gave us access to a very limited number of weapons at least i'm hoping so because otherwise there's like three weapons in the game uh <laughs> <laughs> here's your sniper um, rifle your media your assault rifle and your submachine gun right there was like maybe one or two guns of each type and then you could just build better versions of those so you know obviously yeah. that shouldn't be the case um and then at the same time, like the abilities, I saw like maybe one. I saw one ability for like each of the classes that we actually had to were able to play. Maybe two, depending on the class, if we got lucky and something dropped. But I'm worried about. I'm worried about how many abilities that there are for each class, because uh, other than other than that main you know, right trigger ability and your alt or whatever, 
the right trigger ability can be changed, but obviously your alt is just one thing. So I'm worried about how different it's actually going to feel to be the different classes beyond their traversal. Because obviously the storm one can float more and the fast one is a little faster and can triple jump. And then the regular one is regular and can double jump. And I didn't get to play the fat one, but you know, obviously he probably doesn't jump very high and flies probably slower, but like, yeah, yeah. I'm hoping it's more different than just that. And they announced, they actually announced today. Um, so aside because of all the server issues, right. They said, couple things they said one anybody who participated in the demo gets a second skin they, they're called they call them vinyls so one if you already participated you got that blue vinyl now you get the green one so they're like i mean the skins are probably aside from dev time right uh, artist time they, they cost them nothing right so here you go you this is something we were going to put in the store so here you go all tr- <laughs> which by the way all microtransactions are going to be um uh what's it called um cosmetic but they also said all of the javelins are going to be unlocked for this upcoming weekend. So all four javelins, actually they were today too. So after like 4 PM, they were like, all the javelins are unlocked. And I was like, son of a bitch. I didn't see that until like right before we recorded. I was like, that only gives yeah. me, I, I, there's no way I could hop in for half an hour. So I may actually log in next weekend. I really didn't have any intention of playing next weekend for the open demo. Uh, because right. I still want to preserve that excitedness for when the game launches. But now I might just to try the Colossus because the Colossus and the Storm were the two that I was looking forward to the most. Um, but anyway, but the Storm, Ryan played the Interceptor. I played the Storm because we wanted to try two different ones. And the yeah. Storm, my because at first I, I wasn't playing it right. I was like on the ground in the face and I was like, I'm taking too much damage. And I'm like, well, no shit. I'm supposed to be up in the air. And I was once I figured it out, I was up in the air. And I casted her magic, if you will, her abilities more than I did the guns. I was like, fireball, 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 ice. Like, and then I'd pull out my gun when they were recharging and just finish things off. And the thing that makes me the most sad is we played the stronghold. Think of it like a, a dungeon or Destiny's version of a strike, right? We decided to try that on hard mode. And there's five or six different modes right like you know where destiny has like normal and then like nightfall right this has like six different ones and the hardest one boosts the damage by like boosts the damage and the health by three thousand percent so we tried the one two or three below that which is just hard none of them were it's the highest we were allowed to pick yeah and dude we were getting one shotted in that mode (laughs) so and uh and what the cool part is is like if you played a game if you played like world of warcraft for example the characters have gear scores so like it'll show you as you start to upgrade like if you get a rare item or whatever your character if you're in the forge which is the forge is a fancy name for where you upgrade your gear it'll show you what basically item level you are and if you're, you know, we, and the highest we got was we were just an uncommon javelin. So, and you can swap out your javelins as you want to. And you can create now, loadouts for each javelin, which is nice. Some things that I don't like about it. I don't like that, first of all, you don't get anything that you've picked up until you go back to the base. And so in the... Two instances that happened to us. Yeah, I was getting to that with the hard mode. <laughs> this instant, this infinite loading glitch came around, and we quit and had to come back in. The game didn't realize that we had finished our quest, 
uh, or in the case of us doing the infinite or the hard mode, it didn't let us rejoin the mission, even though we were at the boss and we had already picked up all this loot on the way to the boss because you get chests at intervals throughout the mission. Uh, we didn't get any of that. That's that's one thing that's annoying, not just because you know the glitch, but I just don't like. It, it kind of sucks. You go in your inventory, and it's just like you got an item, but you're not going to get to know what it is until the mission's over. Yeah, so basically they look like engrams, but they're yeah. not. They're not what soccer balls. They're uh, diamond shaped, spherical yeah. diamond shapes, and it'll show you like you have two rares. So like where okay, we're in Destiny, where if you picked up a blue engram, it would automatically show you what the item is, right? Yep. Unless you picked up a legendary, you have to take the legendary to the home slice and he would give you what it is in this game. If you, no matter what it is, if it's a white, uh, you know, an uncommon, common or rare, those sit in your inventory until you get to the, um, what's it called until you get to the end of the mission screen. Well, and it's just this flood of items where it's like, look at all the loot, which is actually, you know, it's kind of cool. You get that dopamine rush of like, I got all this stuff, but like yeah. Ryan said, we would this one mission we finished the mission and then it showed all these disconnect errors we crashed got back to the game showed that we completed the mission we just had to go talk to a guy went to the forge none of the items we had and we had picked up a lot of stuff so it was kind of a yeah disheartening now another downside to it not just the fact that you know if it wasn't glitchy we would have gotten our stuff sure whatever um but even if it instantly identified your items, the other thing I don't like, you can't change any of your equipment unless you're in the city at the forge. So, like, once you've started a mission, that's your loadout. That's the shit you got to have until it's done. So I can't, like, in Destiny, if I'm using a sniper rifle most of the mission or whatever, and then I get to the boss, I can switch to rocket launcher because that's better or whatever. Uh, just as an example, if, if something like that happened. And this is just like, this is the shit you got. Better pick some good shit. Otherwise, you know, you're you're screwed. So I'm, I'm I, kind of okay with that, though. Because if I'm, if I'm a Storm and you're a Colossus, or we're talking beforehand, you and I are going to play together, I'm going to, you know, maybe I want to change my loadout, or maybe I want to play a different character. If I'm going to be like, Ryan, are you going to be... You know, you want to play your interceptor today. You want to be melee. That's fine. I'll be the tank. Like you kind of go in prepared to, but that probably comes from my years of playing World of Warcraft, right? Like I have to prepare for this fight. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not necessarily like the worst thing. It's just something that it, with most of these kinds of games, you're used to being able to kind of switch up your stuff on the fly, like. In Destiny, I can literally change all of my skills and my alt and shit like whenever I want. The game just like lets you go in and do that. <laughs> and maybe, uh, and, and you know what? We haven't seen the final build of this. Maybe they've ad adapted that. You know, maybe they've, maybe you can. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then another thing that I was going to mention, I don't like. Uh, these are the things I hate. Uh, <laughs> Your game's bad and you should feel bad. <laughs> Um, damn it, we were laughing. I don't even remember what I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> must not be that. Must not been that bad of a thing. It's a nitpick. I don't like it when your game won't load. <laughs> I don't like it when the game doesn't load. I don't well, like it when... that's actually speaking of loading. That was probably my only my only quirk or qualm is when 
the loading screens. So I'd fly from one area to another and it needed a whole loading screen. And then when we would yeah. die on the boss, it would have to take us back. Oh, right. And, right. um, and it would take a full loading screen. Whereas a game like destiny, it was just boom, instant respawn. It's like it loaded the whole thing into memory. And it was like this, no, this instanced area is where you're at right now. So don't worry. It doesn't take long to get you back in. And it wasn't, I mean, I'm bitching about maybe a 30 second load time. Right. But at most, except in the one instance where it tried to reload and it instantly infinite loaded. And then we lost all shit, but that's yeah. a whole different story. <laughs> yeah. We had it down to a science instant load, alt F4, quit origin, log back in, get back into game. Like it yeah. was, it, we had it down pretty, you know, it, about five minutes. There was only one time where one of our party members, cause it, it auto match makes you. So if you're going to pick a mission or a stronghold, even the, the actual game missions, right? Like your story missions, you click on the mission. And if you set to public, it just groups you. And I, I love that. I absolutely love that. I'll be interested also, to see how many people get on voice chat for that stuff. It also grouped you really fast. Like that's something they definitely have over destiny. Destiny is like, matchmaking matchmaking <laughs> matchmaking and i'm like jesus this it's is like, taking forever it's like eight of 12 guardians 11 of 12 guardians three of 12 guardians like, yeah what happened to the other five yeah well in this game you're like start and it's like okay starting and you just go like it doesn't take any time at all to find another person to play with um yeah. Yeah, and I, it, I was actually impressed with the dialogue choices, too. Like, I, I know someone had asked him, like, is there going to be dialogue choices like Mass Effect? And then they actually had, like, I went to talk to that uh, chick at the Forge, and it was like, I actually had dialogue choices. And I was like, oh, really? Like, is there going to be in my story versus your story? Like, do I get different paths that affect, kind of like Star Wars The Old Republic? I know I keep saying, I, I keep, I've referenced back to SWTOR, um, Every time I reference this game, is it going to be where I affect my story, but I still am part of a larger multiplayer world? And I really hope so. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, it, like, you know, the people that are necessary are still there, like your forge person and and whatever. But like if certain people, if certain people could die or, you know, their attitude toward you could be completely different than somebody else's, you know, that character's attitude toward somebody else. Since, since, you know, you have this holy to yourself little version of the city that you inhabit. Um, but they are adding in a social space due to feedback from their closed alpha demo that they did. They were all like, we want a social space. And they're like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I um, want friends. Give me friends. Yeah. They said it'll be in there by release, but it wasn't in there in time for the VIP demo, obviously. Which yeah. Well, I actually there. read a lot of posts, like forum posts about it. And apparently this demo is almost or they think it might even be the same build as the alpha build like yeah. they said there's not a lot different than the alpha build so oh right i saw a highly voted post on reddit that uh i kind of shared this sentiment and i didn't really realize i i think we kind of mentioned it at the time when you beat the boss at the end of the stronghold it was like mission ending three two one done like when we when we did milestone points in the mission we got treasure chests but when the mission ends, it's just like mission over. You don't get like a loot chest where everything flies out and you're like, yay. Yeah, because like, I remember I had a blue. It's just like you killed the boss. Okay, good for you. Fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> Go back to the was... city. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe there's a cutscene after that and they don't want to show it. 
right now. That could be it. Even if there was a cutscene, you could still give us the chest or something. But uh, I don't even. Another thing that I noticed is like the missions themselves on the map. If you went over it, it was like quest rewards, and it was all blue shit. It's like blue gun, and it was very specific. It was like blue rifle, blue uh, bulwark item. Yeah, we like didn't that. get any of that stuff. You didn't get jack shit when you completed a mission. It was just like whatever you picked up in the mission, and that was it. And I'm like, is this a bug, or are they just really like have they not added all shit in here yet? I. I I don't know what was going on. There. I think I think they were just restricting it. Like I think it's very they want to give us that taste. You know, first taste is free. So because I, I mean the traversal in this game is fantastic. If you're planning yeah. on getting it on PC, I recommend using a controller um, because I was using oh, yeah. mouse and keyboard and I ran into everything. And then I plugged <laughs> my uh, I have an Xbox controller that's wired that I plugged in. And my God, the game, this game is my personal, my personal feelings on this is this game is built for controller. Um, but it looks gorgeous on PC. My God, I'm sure it looks the same on Xbox or PlayStation. I've got all the graphics jacked up to max and I'm just like, Oh, flying around. You're like flying around, but you're staring at something. And then all of a sudden you (laughs) overheat and just fall to the ground. Like, but they do and the worst part, we're in free play mode. And I'm like, look at that really cool looking structure over there. We haven't seen any structures. Let's fly toward it. You start flying toward it. Please turn back or the game will kick you back. And I was like, no, oh, fuck off. <laughs> as soon as you see something that's actually cool, they're like, no, nah, no, nah, that's gated. That's not part of the demo. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But no, no for, but in all honesty, the actual gameplay is fun. It feels really good to like fly around and shoot shit and like, the rate at which your grenade and like your other trigger missile or whatever your ability recharges is fairly quick. So like I can, God, yeah. Yeah. Like I'll shoot my missile and then I'll kill like two guys with my gun and then I can shoot my missile again and then throw my grenade again. Like it all recharges really quickly. And if you look down there, it says like one of one. So like it's possible that you can get grenades that have more charges or abilities that have more charges. I think your ice thing had like, more than one charge it wasn't just it one had, icicle it had 10 yeah and when i was playing the interceptor he had like a shuriken thing that he threw and he had five of those and they recharged fairly quickly so the yeah. abilities feel good and cool to like throw off i'm just worried about the variety of available abilities for each class but uh as long as that is up to par and um and they make the level up not feel like it's not even a thing uh, I, I don't think there's like a skill tree in this game. That's a little bit disappointing, but whatever. Um, it's cool. It's fun, though. I'm having a good yeah. time with it. And I'll be excited to play it since I already have Origin Access. I have no reason not to. So that'll yeah. be a day one. That'll be a day one play for us. <laughs> yep. The funny thing is, is it opens for us, I think, on v- oh. the night of Valentine's Day. <laughs> like, I think it, uh, you, we have, or at least mine shows it has a preload on February 13th. And then mm-hmm. you could play as early as 5 p.m. on Valentine's Day. And I'm like, that's dangerous. Why would you do that? Uh, <laughs> I never do anything on Valentine's Day anyway. We always do something like soon after so we don't have to deal with the rush. So I'll probably be able to play right away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is true. Um, so anyway, 
that's Anthem. That's the demo. We'll probably have more to say in what three weeks, maybe a little little after launch. So, but probably that that launch weekend, we'll have some stuff to say, like either it's the greatest thing ever, or like this was this was just like the demo. We couldn't even play for a week. So, but anyway, so I'll let you start with Resident Evil Two because you probably played a lot more than I did. I certainly did. I know you did. So I beat the game uh, with Claire. I played my first playthrough with Claire. And now I'm doing the second run playthrough with Leon. And uh, for those of you who know anything about Resident Evil, I have just barely finished the mansion with him. And now I'm back in, or not the mansion, the police station. And now I'm back in the sewers with with Leon right now. You're Um, further with Leon than I am with my first playthrough with Claire. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've been playing it a lot. So I'm I'm trying to get as much as I can uh, done as I can before Kingdom Hearts. So... I gotta chop, chop, get it done. Uh, I'm blame you. I'm not rushing myself. It's just like not like the longest game ever. But I didn't. No, I know it it's, it's only like a five hour game or something like that. Uh, I got it done in like eight and a half hours, which I think was my final runtime. Uh, and that's maybe probably because I'm playing on hardcore mode, so I'm just being more careful about my my actions and things. So <clears throat> I think it's super fun. I think they really hit the balance between like old school survival horror feeling and like new resident evil mechanics like they made it feel like resident evil 4 but new because like resident evil 5 felt like resident evil 4 but with two players this feels like they took the resident evil 4 mechanics and really made it like next gen so like it doesn't feel as like rigid because <laughs> like in resident evil 4 you're like you run forward and then you kind of have to like turn and then run forward uh a little bit in this yeah. your character's movements are very fluid and like i feel like i was having a lot easier time with claire maybe the second run is harder i'm not sure but like the guns that he gets are not as good as the guns that she gets no, she gets a freaking <laughs> rocket launcher, dude. Because I was yeah. like, when I, I remember from the one-shot demo in the, um, what's it called? This isn't a big spoiler. This happens in like the first hour, maybe. But in the weapons locker, I was like, didn't he get a shotgun? Like, Because I yeah, thought, he, I, was just, I just assumed it was going to be a shotgun again. And then it's like, now you have a rocket launcher. And I was like, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> yeah, he. You keep saying rocket launcher. It's a grenade launcher. Whatever. Uh, Gren- grenade <laughs> launcher. Sorry. It's a grenade. Yeah, you're right. Because when I kept picking up those fire rounds, I was like, oh, is this the thing I mix with gunpowder? And then I read it, and it's like, no, this is am- I read the description. It was like, no, this yeah. is ammo for the grenade launcher. And I'm like, wait a minute. So... You can you can mix like high grade with with normal to get acid rounds, and that's the only way you get it. Played through the whole game and never got any acid rounds, and I never did it. I didn't use acid rounds once. I just no. picked up what I could. I always made some machine gun ammo because I needed it. Because like there's not enough, at least on hardcore mode, there's not enough like pistol ammo to just make it through what you need to do. And like more often than not, I'll try and avoid zombies at all costs if I can. And like you know. Dude, every you know. time I've tried to run around a zombie, they've grabbed me. Oh, yeah, yeah. You have to be really careful about it. So, like, usually I'll shoot them until they fall down and then just, like, take off. Like, oh, uh, okay. Or, or I might, like, shoot them in the knee a couple times until they, like, stagger or something and then and, run past them. And, dude, the knife is useless. Like, the, the only thing I, uh, the knife is good for, like, I remember back in the old Resident Evil, you could knife zombies to death. In this one, the only thing the knife's good for is a counterattack. 
Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I, I used it to kill one zombie that was crawling just so I would get the achievement, and then I haven't done it since. <laughs> oh, that, that's right. I read in like a tips for Resident Evil because, I mean, I, I didn't need the tips, but I wanted to see what people were saying about it. And it was like you could stab a zombie on the ground, and I was like, "Oh, that's actually something new. I didn't, I didn't try that." So yeah, so I've been, I've been having a lot of fun with it, and it was cool to, to beat the game, and then like, having not played the original in a really, really hell of a long time, I do not remember <clears throat> most of it at all. So it's cool to going back through it all in, in like this new lens of you know the newer game and and seeing the differences between their stories like there's not that much of a difference you know in in the police station but once you get past that point it really starts to pick up with different stuff happening to them even though they're going through the same areas <clears throat> functionally yeah i don't remember hardly anything i mean there was like a bunch of nostalgia for me coming back to the police station but other than that yeah. i don't remember a thing but i have heard that resident evil 3 is getting the same treatment. Like I heard a rumor about yeah, it. Yeah, there's, like, there's rumors about it. But I really want Dino Crisis. Like, I I was the guy back in high school who, like, Dino Cry. I played through Dino Crisis 1 before I played through, and I think we've talked about that here on this podcast before, but I played through Dino Crisis 1 before I played through the Resident Evil games because I was like, eh, Resident Evil is so cool. Eh. But I was like, I was like, no, guys, you got to play this dinosaur game. <laughs> I, I don't see that happening to me. Uh, or, or sorry, not happening to me. I don't see that happening to Dino Crisis because I don't think people hold the same nostalgia for it. Uh, enough for them to remake it, but that would still be cool for me. Code Veronica is my favorite Resident Evil, followed right behind by uh, Nemesis. So if they remake three, I'm gonna be super hyped. No, I three is my favorite one. Also, Nemesis is scary as fuck. Yeah, because that that asshole jumps out at like and he random just, times, and, and like he's able to like legitimately run at you, like like up until like even in this game mr x just walks towards you stomping like bruh, 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 bruh. like fucking no nah. <laughs> he was not about stomping nemesis was all about charging at you headlong and like grabbing you and crushing your head yeah so. and to be honest i don't even remember like I, I the thing i remember the most is you had to find all those jewels right for that that sundial or that clock or whatever, like you had to find all the different jewels to open the the door. That's the mm-hmm. only thing I remember about Nemesis. Again, that's how long it's been since I played the, it. The biggest part I remember about it is like getting to the clock tower or whatever, and then the helicopter coming to get you, and then Nemesis blows it up, and you have to fight him. I thought that was the end of the game, and then all of a sudden they blew up the helicopter, and I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> and you have to like fight him like actually head on, like in a battle for the first time. And that was really cool. Just yeah. like that iconic stars. <laughs> yeah, because don't you actually, um, what's it called? Can't you actually uh, fight? Like when the nemesis comes at you, can't you, like, if you have a lot of ammo, put a bunch of rounds into him and get him to run away? Or He doesn't run away. He just falls down and, like, makes some gross gurgly noises. But, like, and then he'll just be back later. Yeah, that's okay. I knew there was some kind of mechanic where you can you can run or you can fight him, waste all your ammo fighting him. Um, yeah, but he'll still come back no matter what. Yeah, yeah. 
can't you can't actually kill him, you know, except in the designated points where you're supposed <sighs> to actually do a now showdown. It's gonna, be, it's gonna be another ten years till we get that game. Now you have me wanting it. <laughs> it's really good. It was a good game. Maybe I'll yeah. go play the original. Uh, maybe I'll <laughs> to, go play the original Resident it. Evil too to, to kind of feel the difference. Because I mean, they're so fucking different that it's not like a big deal playing one right after the other. The tank but, controls. Yeah, but unfortunately, you know, got the whole Kingdom Hearts train coming in, so it's going to be a while probably before I do that. Yeah. Um, but if you have anything to say about Resident Evil Two, you're welcome to. Well, no, I mean, I'm really enjoying it. Like it continues to scare the crap out of me like i'll go in a room where i've killed all the zombies and then all of a sudden out of my peripheral one will just be like and i'm like i thought you were dead and so um and the puzzles are puzzles they're you know it's fun to try and figure them out and solve them and um yeah just the the where the place where all the scares are like when i walk across something and then all of a sudden i fall through the floor and it's like oh so much for trying to avoid these two zombies and now i'm forced into a fight dude um, I, I was sorry to interrupt you but like I was so go annoyed. ahead and talk I, no i'm gonna talk again <laughs> i'm fucking i'm fucking playing with claire right and i'm on hardcore on either on both characters and i've got her the first time I finally like was like, all right, I got to kill this liquor. He's just being a pain in the ass. Cause every other liquor, I just, if you just walk real slow by them, as long as they're not on the floor in front of you, like they're on the wall or next to you and you can walk by, you can get by without having to do anything. You know, I, fight know. I don't, I, in every resident evil I've ever played, I always thought I had to fight him. No, you don't have to run or sorry. As long as you do not run or shoot, they don't know you're there. So you just walk by. If you get too close to them, they go like, and then they start looking for you. But like, just keep on walking. Do not run. And they won't catch you. And you can just leave. <laughs> I am. I never, I never knew that. Yeah. I don't know about, I don't know about in the original, but in this game. Huh. Uh, so I finally got one that I had to fight as Claire, right? And I shot him with the fucking uh, grenade launcher. And he's all like, I'm fire. And pistol a couple times and then he died. And I was like, yeah. And so I had the same situation with Leon, uh, and it, it was in the same spot. Like, and I was like, I gotta get rid of this one because, like, I just pass this spot too often when trying to avoid Mister X and blah blah blah. Is it um, in the hallway before you, like, in that one hallway when you first encounter the liquor? Nah, it's the hallway by the dark room. Oh, one sh- one shows up there later, and uh, at least on that difficulty, and he's a fucking pain in the ass if you leave him there. So. I went to go and try and kill him with Leon, and I got the shotgun. I unloaded, like, four shotgun shells into him, and he killed me anyway. And I was like, fuck that shit. I'm not going to fight any liquors. Because, <laughs> like, with her, I shoot him with one and then a couple pistol rounds, and he's done for. With with Leon, he's, like, unloading entire clips of his special weapon and not doing jack shit. So I'm just uh, avoiding... I just avoided them entirely, yeah. So I'm out of the mansion now, and I don't... Or, fucking keep saying mansion because it's basically one uh police station (laughs) um and you don't really see a lot of liquors past that point so lucky (laughs) luckily anyway just other special enemies yeah other terrible enemies now i'm in the sewers where there's one really annoying enemy that's a fucking bullet sponge that i had to fight one and i wasted all my goddamn ammo on so we'll see how that goes uh that's that's yeah, sorry, I kind of tangented off there because you made me think about how much I hated that. Uh. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, but yeah, that's uh, 
that's pretty much Resident Evil, and I'm looking forward to finishing it because I was really, I was actually really looking forward to this game this year, and so um, glad I got a chance to start playing it. I want to finish it too um, because I've also been playing Dark Souls Remastered. That's the other game I've been playing. You can actually watch me blind run it. Um, I've been playing it, so hopefully people don't spoil it for me. Um, because Ryan generally moderates the chat and kicks people out or mutes them or tells them, hey, don't say that. Uh, <laughs> so well, the, ter- the terrible part is, is, like, I can delete something, but the stupid fucking chat aggregate we use doesn't delete from there. So then Sean sees it anyway. And I'm like, what the fuck's the point of me being able to delete if he's going to just see it? <laughs> well, and but here's the thing. Like, I... Sometimes if I'm in the middle of something really intense and someone types something, I don't see it anyway. But yeah, for 99% of the run so far, I've been I haven't learned anything or I don't understand what people are saying to me, <laughs> like because I've never played this series, and so they'll say some blah blah bloop, and I'm like I I don't know what that means, and um, I just move yeah. on. But it's been an experience. I am at the entrance to Blight Town. That's where I left. I just finished the. I don't know, some dragon boss or I don't know, some boss with like sharp pointy teeth. And um so beat that. And I was I was proud of myself. I beat him on my second try. And then some guy in chat took that away from me. He was like, Oh, congratulations on beating the easiest boss. And then everybody <laughs> else in chat came to my defense. They're like, Oh no, it took me twenty times to beat him, so meh. But yeah, there was one guy who was made me feel bad i was like yeah and he's like yeah and i'm like all right well thank thank you for that i was super proud of myself yeah (laughs) he's not the hardest boss in the game but you're getting better as you go so yeah i get greedy you also heal like right in the face of a boss i'm just like run away and into a corner and then heal like you're just like nah i'm gonna drink right here and then they're just wow they hit you and you're like oh (laughs) yeah it was it was kind of i mean i i had i mean i was ignoring chat i was like in the zone on that one i was like (laughs) and you like i said we have like about 10 gameplay videos up broken up in a few hours a piece and i generally stream this monday through friday 8 to 11 um and i 99 percent of the time i'm doing dark souls right now unless like a new game like i did resident evil and i was supposed to do anthem on friday but i did resident evil for about an hour on friday and then switched over to dark souls um, but, uh, it was like on that boss, I had him, I was kiting him underneath this thing where he couldn't hit me. And then I came up behind him, whap, 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 just going in a circle. Just, that's all I did was freaking Benny Hill him in a circle. You should have, you might as well just played yakety sax. <laughs> and, uh, uh, right now I've been mainly using a halberd. I have two different halberds that I've upgraded to, to max and I've ascended one of them, but I'm, I can see why a lot of people consider this game a rite of passage and, um, I am ready to get owned in Blight Town because I went in there for maybe ten minutes, and there's these big fatties with axes. They kept knocking me off the <laughs> damn edge of the platform. And, you gotta backstab more, man. Yeah, that's my main thing right now is rolling you're behind. Always, you're always like, I'm gonna parry, and I'm like, backstabbing is like ten times easier. <laughs> hey, I'm getting good at that parry though. Yeah, you're you're not bad at pairing. Just like why you wasting time possibly getting hit? You could just roll and then <laughs> poke them right in the butt. Exactly. Get get those those slow enemies. Yeah. 
All right. Well, that is the games we've been playing this week. So um, you got anything for us for Classic Corner? I do. Uh, I wanted to talk about this game because uh, I, I didn't play it when I was like a kid or anything, but I did play it uh, when I was like a teenager. Um, it was Zork Grand Inquisitor. So obviously most people who know like a decent amount about game or game history know what Zork is, you know, eaten by Gru and stuff like that. Um, but this is one of the later Zork games. I think it's one of the last ones they made. Um, that this is at the, at the point where it wasn't a text adventure game anymore. It was a point and click adventure game. Um, and they had one other one, which I might talk about on classic corner at some point, but this one was very, or actually they had two other ones. This one was really funny. So it, it was all about, you were getting different spells throughout the world and, and you had to find situations in which to use them. And you're also picking up items and finding situations in which to use those and traveling throughout the world of Zork and, and doing this stuff and trying to stop the Grand Inquisitor. And I, I seem to remember this Grand Inquisitor being an actor that I recognize. And I don't remember who it is right now. Um, but it had live action uh, sequences or, or not sequences. It, it was kind of like with Mist where they would superimpose live action people on the stuff. Um, oh, like full FMV. Yeah, so that so they would put the people on top of the you know the art uh, in the background and have them walk around on the green screen or whatever. So uh, it had cutscenes like that, and um, it, I don't know. It's just a really funny game. Like it's got a lot of witty, good witty humor uh, in it, and comical situations in which you use spells and, and go throughout areas. And you go to like hell at one point, and like the River Sticks guys there, and it's like you need coins, bro. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and like, there's just a, there's, there's a lot of funny stuff and, and you gotta like think about how to use the spells. Like it might not be super straightforward, but it makes sense when to figure it out. Um, I don't think it was a game that I really had to look up any of the puzzles on back when I played it. Uh, but I'm, I know, I don't want to say no for a fact, but I know you can get every other Zork game on GOG. So I'm, I have to assume you can get that on GOG as well. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do it. Zork, Grand Inquisitor. Of course you can. All right. So you can get it on GOG for uh, $6, like most of the old shit. Um, or you can get it on Steam for $6. But I prefer to support GOG over Steam. Um, but it's uh, it's just a really fun old point-and-click game. So I know I kind of covered a couple of those. Like I know I did Shivers 2 a while ago. But, I mean, there are a lot of good old point-and-click games that didn't really get a lot of publicity or recognition that I think are still worth playing nowadays. So if you're into old point-and-click games and comedy, play oh, it. Oh, oh, are we? Are we what? Well, we I should say we are. We sure are oh, into those. Point-and-click <laughs> and click-and-point. There was click. this... Uh, maybe we'll cover this on Classic Corner, but there was this old... It was... Uh, again, it was full-motion video back when that was huge in the 90s and it was called Star Trek Klingon and the game itself was directed by Jonathan Frakes and it was just like i mean it had full actors from like the TV show like but it was the Klingon crew and the only thing i remember is there was this puzzle that you had to solve this is the only thing i really remember from the game and maybe i should have saved this for a classic corner but anyway it was four buttons that you had to click to disarm this bomb and if you got it wrong, it cut to a scene of the Klingon Warbird. Klingon Warbird? 
Romulan warbird. I don't know, whichever the Klingon, bird of prey. One of those two ships is a, is a damn Klingon ship. Anyway, it would blow up. But if you got it right, the, the song or the buttons to detonate were this Klingon war song that you heard earlier in the game. And after you, you did it, it cut to this Klingon guy who, who sang the song. And he's like, I knew you would remember the war song of the Klingons. And I'm just like, oh, my God, man, this game. <laughs> like, And it was like four <laughs> or five discs. I actually probably still have it somewhere, to be perfectly honest. So anyway, I didn't mean to add a second game to Classic Order. But I mean, like, I just remember like the, the, the heyday of FMV was just this like, like even the seventh guest, right? Which like yeah, had that was like the thing that really started it. Yeah, because I remember I got that game for free when I bought my, or I think I got it for Christmas, my first CD-ROM, right? And it came with the seventh guest, and I was like, "Ooh, what's this?" You know, so and horror games mm-hmm. were big into that, like Phantasmagoria, and yeah, and, and that that game was seven discs long too, so because of all the video content. <laughs> compressed super compressed <laughs> dude we need to make an fmv game just for fun <laughs> oh yeah that'd be great just uh we got green screens <laughs> yeah and if they click wrong then it's me in the podcast window <laughs> <laughs> anyway. now you have to watch our podcast <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't that be funny it's just every single one is a different episode of a podcast you're like find yeah. the hidden clue in this episode <laughs> It just like straight to YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right. So that's um, Classic Corner. Uh, you want to read our new releases? Yeah. Read us off on new releases. Genesis Alpha 1, PS4, Xbox One, PC, January 29th. Uh, Kingdom Hearts Motherfucking 3, uh, PS4 and Xbox One, January 29th. Why are you going to get an Xbox, you dummies? Get it on PlayStation. That's where every other game is for Kingdom Hearts. Penguin Wars. What the fuck is Penguin Wars? PS4, January 29th, and Sphinx and the Cursed Mummy. Really? Sphinx and the Cursed Mummy is coming to Switch? Uh, January 29th. Uh, and that's all the stuff for this week. <laughs> I had to look up Genesis Alpha 1 because it sounded like a terrible name. Uh, it does. It is pretty generic, isn't it? It sounds like it's only twenty nine ninety nine, And I was like, Genesis Alpha 1, that sounds like let's take a bunch of generic military terms and smash them together. And it looks, it's just some roguelike space shooter. And I was just like, okay, like, um, <laughs> just, just take random. Yeah. Take random words, smash them together. Uh, let's see, you know, what, but now, now I was going to make up my own, but now when I hear Genesis, I'm thinking Phil Collins. So I was going to say like, I don't know. I don't know what was going on in my brain. there. Space anyway. Bravo six. Pretty much. Um, yeah. Exactly. All right. That is the podcast for this week. Yeah. We want to thank anybody or yeah, I say anybody, but we had some people tune in live. Want to thank you guys for, for checking us out. Um, if you, for some reason, want to watch it again, you can check it out on uh, twitch.tv slash silver tryhards or youtube.com slash silver tryhards show. We're also on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash the silver tryhards if you have questions concerns want to maybe shoot us some reader mail um suggestions for topics or you know just any kind of musings you can reach us at the silver tryhards at gmail.com this yeah, show let is- us know let us know if you're playing resident evil or 
if you have ever played Dark Souls and how you feel about <laughs> it, but don't send us any spoilers. Yeah, don't be like, here's my thoughts on Dark Souls and then send me the end of the game. And just... all of the mechanics. Yeah, yeah, that's the part, dude. It took me so long to figure out how to kindle a fire. That's not even funny. Um, so, but yeah, um, we're also available on all podcast services. Um, we do stream gameplay throughout the week. Um, new gameplay, gameplay of, I should say gameplay of new games as well as old games. Um, and I'm trying to think anything else, any other place they should check us out, right? Uh, no, I think they've got you. We've got it. That's all the important places to do. So awesome. So I guess that is, as you had put it, that is the show for the week. And, uh, we look forward for, uh, you guys continuing to support us and check us out and to all our new followers. We thank you guys for uh, continuing to, uh, to do so and spread the word on us and, and all that. So thanks. Thanks, again, thanks again, everybody. We will see you next week. So long.